In case you missed the big announcement on last week's episode, Themis Bar Review is now the official season sponsor for Legally NYC. You may be thinking, why is a bar review company sponsoring a podcast that is focused on law school life? Well, the easy answer is that Themis is so much more than just bar prep. Their resources for law school are second to none, not to mention they are free. They have law school essentials courses for 1Ls and for those in their 2L or 3L years. Each course features online videos, comprehensive outlines, and even practice questions so you can test your knowledge before it's tested on your final exams and eventually on the bar exam. If you haven't seen a Themis attorney rep on your campus and are looking for free Law School Essentials materials, sign up for it at themisbarsocial.com slash legallyNYC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't stress about it. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Legally NYC. This is your host, Erin, speaking, and I'm so excited to have you all back for the first episode of the 2023 year. So, um, for those of you that don't know, if you haven't listened before, this is a podcast mainly about law school life, like my life as a law student in New York City, and mental health. So, if you are newly hopping on the Legally NYC bandwagon in the new year, that's what it's about. I am currently a 2L, um... in law school in New York City. I am not from New York City, though I just moved there for law school, but um, I started this podcast when I moved to New York for law school. So as long as the podcast has been around, I have lived in New York City. Currently, though, I am not in New York City. I am at my family's home in New Hampshire, which is where I'm from, because I came home for the holidays. So um, I talked about this a bit probably in the last episode I did. But again, if you're new to the podcast or if you missed the last episode, maybe check it out. That was my manifestations and goals for the new year, not resolutions because that's like you're fixing something and I'm not trying to fix something. I'm trying to try new things or reach new goals for podcasts, for career, for law school, all that fun stuff. So anyway, I do forget what I was saying. Oh, as I was saying, um, I had two in-person finals this past semester, which they weren't actually in person, but you have to do them at a certain time. Like everybody does them at the same time. And um, it's timed, like short time. Um, so one of my exams like was like, oh, well, I get extra time because I have ADHD, which I talk about a lot on here if you're new. Um, but so one was like five hours for me, I want to say, because it was three hours and I got time and a half. So it was four and a half hours. And the other one was five and a quarter hours because it was three and a half hours. Uh, I think that sounds right. Anyway, so I did those 
at my school so I could like reserve a study room and do them there. But then I also had a take home exam that was like a 24 hour one for immigration law. And it was just multiple choice and true false. So, um, I came back to New Hampshire to do that one so that my dog could like hang in the yard and run around the house while I was working on that for a day. Um, but yeah, so I've been back since like the 13th or something is when I got back to New Hampshire to be here for the holidays. And then um, we celebrate Christmas in my house. We are Catholic. So we did Christmas, we did New Year's, all that fun jazz. Um, I think, I don't know if I said what my plans were for New Year's on the last episode, but I didn't have any specific New Year's plans. Um, I And I didn't end up making any plans. If I was in New York City, I probably would have gone out, but I don't like going out in the winter because it's cold and I like to stay inside. But since I was here, I just stayed home um, with my sister, had a couple friends over um, and I was hanging with my dog. Of course, Lorelai was my New Year's kiss, as you all know. Um, Of course she would be because she's my perfect angel puppy. She was actually everybody's New Year's kiss. I gave her a kiss and I passed around and made her kiss everyone. Everyone in my house, that is not everyone in the world. That wouldn't be possible. Um, but so that's the other thing to know about me if you're new to the podcast. Lorelai is um, my life. It basically revolves around her because what's a dog for if it's not to have our life revolve around them? Um, but yeah, so I ended up staying in. I did have the second draft of my note for um, my journal that I'm on, which is the International and Comparative Law Review. So it's the second law review review at my school, not the big one, but it's still a law review because it's like two old journals that combined into one big thing. And then um, the other journals at my school are just called whatever journal, um, like Journal of Conflict Resolution. Um, what's another one? Uh, race and something journal, something like that along those lines. But so I had my second draft due by the end of the year because I got an extension and then I got another extension and then I got an extension until after finals were done because then like my, um, I need to stop saying, um, my, not my advisor, my, like the student, like my notes editor, my notes editor was going to be working on finals too. So she couldn't have given me feedback before finals anyway. So they ended up making it due by the end of the year. So I turned it in at like 1040 on New Year's Eve and then I just hung out um I said um again I just hung out and I had some cookies and I watched the ball drop which was late on our TV because for some reason the stream was coming through like 40 seconds late so the time changed on my phone first and I was like oh it's 22 3 and then the ball dropped and then I kissed Lorelai again anyway so I stayed in for New Year's be- partly because I had to write my note and partly because Um, like my friends are mostly in New York or they were all like at home with their families or all over the place like Megan was in New Hampshire because we're from the same hometown but Megan's one of my roommates and she originally was on the podcast with me but then it didn't work with her schedule with work and everything but so she was back in New Hampshire too but she went back to New York for New Year's one of our friends birthdays and then and just like work because she has to go to work I'm on law school break which is what I was getting to so I'm still here because I'm on break until the day after Martin Luther King Jr. day right now is winter session so we get like a nice month-long break 
but um, I am doing a winter session class, but the one that I'm doing is in DC. So I'll be spending next week in Washington, DC, doing lots of site visits and stuff. And we're staying at a nice hotel. I'm not gonna tell you where because I don't want you to stalk me. That would be creepy. But we'll be visiting different like agencies, like administrative agencies, government agencies. We'll be going to different businesses. We'll have talks from Cardozo alum at some of these sites at um, and in the conference room at our hotel. I uh, yeah so that's what I'll be doing next week but that's why I'm still here because since I am going to DC I want to leave Lorelai here while I'm in DC she can't come to DC with me I'm so sad but it would just be unfair to her to leave her in the hotel room all day even if I paid someone from Rover or something to come and check in on her it would just be unfair that other than that she'd be waiting in the hotel room all day so she's gonna stay with my family um we'll both be sad to not be with each other but I'd rather us each be a little sad than her be sad alone in a hotel room all day because either way I feel like she's gonna be sad she'd be excited to see me at night but at least this way she can hang out with my family the only time I've left her for well two times for more than like a day's length of like being gone eight hours and coming back was when I went to San Diego for my graduation um the spring right after I got her so in May because May 2021 because they did my like in-person graduation a year later. So I went for that. I just went for mm, three days with my mom and my brother. And then when I went to the bachelorette party, but that was just a Friday night to a Sunday, Friday afternoon to a Sunday. So that wasn't that long, but it's maybe five days this time. It's Sunday to Friday. So I'm gonna miss her a lot. And it's like a Sunday morning, I'm hopping on a train and then Friday night at like midnight, my train will be getting in. So I will miss the puppy very much but it would just be unfair to her to keep her in the hotel room just so I could have snuggles at night. So, uh, yeah, I don't know who my roommate's gonna be. I might email my professors and ask just because I'm like curious who I'm gonna be rooming with, but maybe it should just be a surprise. Maybe that would be better. Anyway, uh, so that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm still in New Hampshire because I'm gonna leave her here next week. And then when I get back to New Hampshire, we'll be here for a few days and then I'll probably travel back to New York on MLK day. I was looking at tickets today. They're not crazy expensive to get back to the city, so I'll be doing that. Sorry, yawn. I don't know why I'm yawning. It's 4.55. Maybe I need to, like, take my vitamins, get a little boost of energy. Maybe a little matcha or something. Anyway, but yeah, so that's what I'm up to, but let's get into today's episode. That was, like, the longest intro I've ever done, so today's episode will be about the legal internship search so like internships while you're in law school not like legal versus illegal I'm not going to recommend any illegal internships uh because I I don't think I could market those on here and I don't know about any to market I'm not even gonna tell you about specific internships very much like it's just about the process of looking for an internship and then I did get a couple questions which when I pause this for a second I'm gonna check and see if I got any more that people wanted answered in this so I'll get to those throughout it I'll get to it at the end I won't say the person's name but I'll be like I got this question on so um yeah I've got a couple questions about the internship search but we'll start we'll go through like the basics of like when should you apply the different types of internships funding that you can get and all that fun jazz we'll go through the basics this will be really useful to one else because you haven't gone through this search before or if you're not even in law school yet you could listen now and have an idea um so when you get there you'll know but really like if you're a 1L you didn't need to be thinking much about internships before now unless you were applying to any of the big law firms that take on a couple 1Ls but you have to be like generally top of your class for that or in like um 
or on like a diversity program. So you have to be considered a diverse candidate in some way. So whether you are a minority race or you're um, a minority for some other reason, like disability, um, what's another thing I'm thinking of? If you're, yeah, if you're diverse in some way in terms of like your identities, um, oh, LGBTQ, stuff like that, then you could apply through those programs, which they usually take a few more candidates through that than just one else through the regular program who will be with the two else because the diversity programs, a lot of them, it like comes with a scholarship. So you would work for them the first summer and you get a scholarship then. And then if you get an offer to come back the next summer and you choose to come back, because oftentimes it's because they want to like have you there both summers, then you'll get another scholarship generally. So um, if you weren't applying to those things, like you're just um, like most one else, you're just applying to other types of internships that aren't like the big law firms and those specific programs. Now is around the time when you would start looking um, and same for 2L. So if you weren't doing big law um, or any of the government programs that interview at your schools, now is kind of the time that you start looking when like nonprofits and small firms will start to put out postings. So I'll talk about where you can find those. But anyway, so let's jump into the main content of the episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, so we're going to take this like basic SpaceX. Like I'm going to assume that you have no idea how to look for a an internship as a law student. That's what I'm going to assume for this. So it is the most beneficial. So if you already know something that I'm talking about, skip forward a couple minutes to the next part. So I'm going to start with simply or you can listen if you want. Maybe you'll get new insight. But I'm going to start simply with the when should you apply? So I mentioned now is when you can start applying to places and when you'll start to see more postings for jobs at small private firms. Sorry, Lorelai's so cute. I'm petting her right now. I wish you guys could see her. Maybe I'll post a picture on the Instagram so you guys can see what she looks like while she's helping me record. Um, Anyway, so as I was saying, now is when you'll start to see postings, but it's not like all of the postings go up at once and then that's it and then that's all you have for the entire like summer and that's all the options um that's not the case also just want to like clarify i am talking about a timeline for summer internships the other things that i talk about totally apply um if you're looking for an internship for during school if you want a paid one or if you're looking for one that you can get credit for the rest of these things will mainly apply to that as well but in terms of timeline i'm talking about summer internships because not everybody's looking for an internship during the school year and again not then again like not everybody's looking in the summer but most people at least one of their summers definitely your second summer 
I would say most people, unless they're taking a different career path and they just want the law degree for some other reason, not to be a practicing attorney, but to do something else with it. But if you plan to be an attorney, like more likely than not, you will be looking for internships, both, but at the very least, your second summer um, of law school, like between your second and third year. But generally, most people also look for something their first year because most people want to do some kind of work over summer break, whether it's to make some money because like you need to pay your rent. Like me, I I talk openly about this. I like pay for my rent with my um, student loans. The first, my first semester, I was able to pay with my savings, but I didn't want to completely drain my savings. So I was like, I can't do this. And it wouldn't have been enough anyway. So then I started taking out student loans to pay for all of like my necessities. Um, so all my bills. So that would be for my health insurance, which I now get through my school. Um, but so my student loan covers that. I also have a big scholarship. Um, I'm open about that too. I took the LSAT again after getting my initial scholarship offer from my school to get more money. And that is something you can do, which is not what we're talking about today. We're not talking about applications. But if you are someone that is currently going through the application cycle, this is just a side note. If you got into a school that you like, but you didn't get offered any money or a lot of money, like you want more you can tell them you're going, like you can take the LSAT again and send them your score to see if they'll give you more money if you do better on it the next time. So that's just like a fun tip that I tell people. Most people don't know about that. I probably found that out on, oh my God, I don't even know. Maybe um, probably Reddit or from John and, oh, what's his face? What's the other one's name of power? You know, um, John and, oh, what's his name? I don't know, but um, from... I don't know, I think I found it out from the LSAT prep class that I took uh, with PowerScore, but I don't know, but those from like their free podcast that they have, I would listen to their podcast, but I feel like I found this on Reddit. Anyway, as I was saying, um, so you can take the LSAT again if you're looking for more scholarship money, but back to what I was talking about here, most people will do a summer internship at least between their second and third year, but most likely also between your first and second year, because you're probably looking to make some money, even if it's just enough to pay your bills, to pay your rent in the summer. If you are using your student loan during the school year, like I am to pay my rent, to pay my insurance, my Lorelai also has like a pet plan that works as like her insurance. Um, I have to pay for that too. That's $55 a month. Um, if you have dental insurance, I pay that too. That's like 30 a month. I got that through my dad, but I like pay into it. Um, what's the other thing? Just any other bills that I have, like, oh, like food, uh, utilities and stuff. So most people, unless you are fortunate and privileged enough to have like your parents paying your rent for you while you're in school or another family member, or you, uh, or maybe you have a crazy amount of savings. Maybe you took a lot of time off before school, or you got a really big scholarship. Maybe it came with a stipend for to, for living costs. I know some schools will do that, but that's pretty rare, especially in law school. But regardless, most people look to do some type of work over the summer, and if they want to be an attorney anyway, they're like, why would I not do some work that is in the field I want to do? You could work like just at a restaurant or something, or a little cafe. You could. Uh, retail, you know, but most people are like, well, I want to do something that'll help me learn and kind of help you narrow down like what you want to do when you graduate. So 
talking about this in terms of the summer because that's when most people are looking for these jobs. So if you were applying for big law jobs, whether it was through just a normal 1L or 2L program or through a diversity program, those were most likely already done and due in the fall. There might be a couple left that are due in January. So if you're interested in that, I would look into that ASAP. But um, don't feel like that's something you need to do if you're not interested in big law. Don't be like, oh, I have to do it because everybody's doing it because it pays a lot. I've got my, I was, I kind of went into law school being like, I mean, I do big law because they make so much money. And I was like, I don't think I could do that lifestyle. It's not sustainable. It's not for me. So I've transitioned more to like, maybe I would do a mid firm, but more likely I'd be at like a smaller firm. I think I want to do immigration law. But regardless, I'm still looking for summer internships, not in the big law field. I did do OCI at my school, like full disclosure, I did OCI at my school for some big and small firm and big and mid-sized firms. I got some callback interviews at, I did some screener interviews and got some callback interviews from some mid-sized firms, but in the end, I didn't get an offer from any of them. Um, And most people, unless you're at like a T14, that's the top 14 law schools, you, most of them, you won't get like an offer that way except like the top of your class maybe or like some people do I'm not gonna say you can't you absolutely could it's it's a chance that you could but most people don't just because like all the students at like my school which is like I don't know what is Cardoso ranked like 50 now or something let me see we did move up I think this year um and the rankings don't generally matter like your education that you get from there won't matter you could have really cool professors that have done cool things at the top schools but um the ranking generally doesn't matter except for like big law because then if they're like looking at the students at NYU and Columbia over the students at Cardozo and Fordham and like St. John's like uh, NYU and Columbia are going to get first dibs because they're like oh these are the top students and this is this is not to say that those people are actually smarter because this is like they got into the schools based on their LSAT scores mostly or nepotism you never know anyway but <laughs> or nepotism nepotism babies connections and stuff um regardless they got in mostly through their LSAT scores and like an LSAT score does not tell you how you will be working just because you test well which is the same thing I say about grades for law school because it's just one exam and under a lot of timed pressure and you can't use the internet whereas in real life you can use the internet basically whenever you need except maybe if you're in a courtroom but even then can you use the internet in a courtroom now I don't know, like you have somebody texting you things that they're looking up, I feel like. Uh, I also was saying, so oh, Cardozo is 52 now. It's gone up. It used to be lower. Where did it used to be? Yeah, rising to number 52. I feel like it used to be like 60 or something. Uh, anyway, that's from like the US News and World Report. So, but so like Cardozo ranked 52 versus like NYU ranked third. The the big law firms care about that. And my idea of why they care about that so much is because the people that test well and in like these ways are the people that are almost like more robotic in how they work. And that's what big law firms want. Like for their first year, they want you to just do whatever they want and do it perfectly without like any questions and without, you don't need any creativity. You don't need to have like, crazy problem solving ideas like you're going to be doing like you're not going to be doing a lot of problem solving you're going to be doing whatever they tell you to do so you don't need to be great at working and you might not even have a great like real work ethic you're just good at like 
taking an exam. So um, that's my thoughts on that, getting sidetracked yet again. But let me jump back in because I was trying not to make this episode too long. So the when you should apply, you start applying now or you start looking now and you will see more jobs open up between now and honestly through like April. You might even see some jobs open up in May. But I will see most jobs that will be open for the summer will probably be up from nonprofits and small law firms, like small private firms um, between now and like end of March because they need some time to interview and most of them want people starting end of May or like first week of June. So because of that, this is when you'll start to see a lot of those postings go up and they'll start doing interviews. So um, I did get... I only actually when I looked I only got two questions I did post this kind of last minute like last night and I'd said I was gonna record yesterday but I ended up waiting till today (laughs) one of my friends shout out Jane said how do I get one also I'm gonna have Jane on the podcast this semester okay guys I'm really gonna do it I keep saying it she's gonna be on anyway she said how do I get one an internship so that's what we're going through well we're going through how to apply for them I'm not sure I can tell her how to get one um that's like interviewing skills and we talk we can talk about that in a different episode because I really am good at interviewing now I know I didn't get these jobs this summer but um I really didn't want them so I feel like I wasn't putting like everything into it but in general like I am good at interviewing and like getting those callback interviews like I know how to woo an interviewer and like so we can talk about interviewing tips in a different episode and I can have someone else on that um to talk as well so we can talk about like our different interview strategies that have worked for us but we'll do that another episode for this one we're gonna stick to just like when you should apply where to apply um where to look where to apply and then like funding opportunities are the four things I'm going through so we did the when and then going into our next thing which is going to be where to look for these and where how to decide where to apply I did get one question on Instagram in response to my story from yesterday that said that they'll be the first lawyer in their family that's exciting congratulations how and where do I start to search for potential internships so this is where we will go next so where to look for internships the first place you can look is going to be whatever job board site your school uses so my school uses simplicity the school I went to for undergrad used handshake so more than likely your school is using something like simplicity or handshake where employers that they have connections to whether it's alumni or they've just developed relationships with them through having students hired there um, or the firm itself or the nonprofit reached out to the school to post on our job board because they know we have students looking for internships every summer. That's a good place to start. But don't think that that's the only place that you can look because a lot of people might feel limited to that and be like, well, this is where my school like has connected us to, so I have to apply on there. That's not true. You can also look at the more traditional job search sites like Indeed, Um, And you can look on LinkedIn for internships. So I had an externship that I did this past fall um, that I, excuse me, that I did for credit um, that I was actually supposed to do as my summer internship last year. But then because it worked well for the firm and for me because then I was able to get credit for it in the fall, we pushed it back to the fall. But so I did technically find what was supposed to be my summer internship last year on LinkedIn. I just went on LinkedIn. I looked up summer a legal intern this was a summer law clerk which I was interning but they called it like a clerk position um and I found out LinkedIn I applied I interviewed 
did all that fun stuff, got the offer. But so you can apply on the traditional, so look on your school's job board site because you might find employers on there that you didn't know about. And a lot of times it is like alumni that are interviewing you then. So they have a connection to the school. But absolutely, you can look on Indeed, you can look on LinkedIn, and like plenty of people find jobs that way as well. You can also, I think Google just has a job search site, so you can look on there. Another route you can take to look for jobs is if you know, if you have a connection. So if you have a connection to a firm that you want to work at, but you don't know if they'll be hiring, like if it's a small one, or it's a nonprofit government thing, reach out to your connection and see if they know. Don't, like, I wouldn't just be like, you could ask so you could ask to just talk to them about internships or if you really just are wondering if their firm hires like you're not trying to get them to hire like they're you're not trying to get them necessarily to like like get you hired but you just want to know if they'll be interviewing um potential interns for the summer you could just email them and ask be like hi um especially if it's someone that you actually know like a connection connection like a family friend or something you could just be like hey do you know if your firm is going to be hiring interns could you let me know who to reach out to about that could you connect me to them most people are more than happy to do it if it's someone that you know and you've talked to before there's also the option if there's a firm a small firm that you really want to work at and you haven't seen them post anything and you don't know anyone that works there but you've just heard a lot about the firm um or you know someone that's interviewed there before you could cold email someone that works there be like hi I'm a student at whatever I'm in my whatever year of law school I heard about your firm through wherever or from whoever and I'm really interested in learning more about it are you available would you be available sometime you could say next week next couple weeks whatever um to talk to me about it I'd really love to learn more about your firm and um how like and what the practice is like there so you can absolutely cold email if you if there's a place that you're like I want to work here you can absolutely cold email that's always fine and if you don't know anyone um I will say you can go to career services and see if they have any connections maybe because even if the firm isn't posting job search um, job um, job postings job postings on the school job board it could be that the school has connections to it like maybe an alumni has worked there before or maybe someone just in this someone at working in career services has a personal connection or sorry um a professional connection to someone working there maybe they met them somewhere or they've talked before they've worked together on something before even if not an alumni from the school or maybe the person in the career office went to the same school as them like maybe they went to law school together like you never know if there's a connection so you can always lock you can always ask career your career services office if they have any connections to the firm that you want to work at be like hey I really want to work here is there any way like do you know anyone that you could connect me to there or should I just look like should I just look for someone random and um if they don't have any connections and they don't know of any alumni, but there might have there might be some that work there. Like if it's a big firm and you know there's some that work there, you can look at the firm's website is another option. So you can go to Career Services, see if they have a connection they could set you up with. You can look at the firm's website and look through the directory. Usually, especially if it's a mid-size firm or on the bigger side of small, you can generally search by school. And that could be your undergrad or it could be your law school. Because either of those is a connection where you can just email and be like, hi, I go, 
to this school. I saw that you that you're an alumni. Um, I wanted to see if you had time to chat. So that same email that I talked about before, just the hi, I go to whatever school because you don't want to send a long email. I'm the worst with that. I'm so wordy. It's something I'm working on. I sent emails today out to potential podcast guests for this season, one of which when I emailed on Instagram, she was really excited. She was like, oh my God, I would love to like, I'm so thrilled um, that you thought of me. Thank you so much for thinking of me. So um, I was sending emails out to other potential podcast guests though. I also emailed her. And then after I wrote the email, I messaged her again on Instagram. I was like, I'm sorry, that was so wordy. I just like, no matter how hard I try, like I'm just such a wordy person. But when you're just doing an initial reach out, that email, I was sending her more details about the podcast because we briefly chatted on Instagram. But if you're just sending out a cold email to be like, hi, like I, you just want to talk to them to then like see if they could like let you know if there's going to be internships. You just want to be like, hi, I go to, I'm a student at, I'll just use mine for example. You all know at this point, probably I go to Cardoso. Hi, Margo. Hi, per, hi, um, attorney Margo. I am a second year law student at Cardoso. I, um, I see that you also went to Cardozo and I'm interested in your firm. Do you have time to in the next week or two for a call or to meet up for coffee? Or I'd love to take you out for coffee. Or if you don't have time for coffee, um, I'd love to chat on the phone and just learn more about Margo Law Firm. You know, just be like, I want to learn more about it. And then if the conversation goes well and then you can email after and be like, hi, it was so nice meeting you. Um, Or even if the conversation like leads into at the end, you could be like, is your, like, is the firm hiring? Do you know? But if not, you can follow up in an email after and be like, hi, it was so nice meeting you. Thanks so much for answering my questions. Your firm sounds like a great place to work. Do you know if, are you, is the firm hiring summer associates? Are they hiring summer interns? I attached my resume for your convenience if you want to take a look at it. Um, but I really just, I'm, I want to know if the firm is hiring summer interns. And if so, if you know who I can connect with about that. So, but the initial email, really simple. Hi, I'd love to chat with you about the firm. I'm really interested. I'd love to learn more. Um, I go to Cardozo. I saw that you went to Cardozo. And if it's your undergrad, you could be like, I go to XYZ Law School. I um, am a whatever, like I'm a University of San Diego alum. I saw that you are as well. I would love to chat with you sometime about your time at Margot Firm. I'd love to learn more about the firm. I learned about it from my career services. I learned about it when I was looking online. I learned about it from a friend, you know, whatever. Just basic short email though for an initial reach out just to contact them. So that's another way you can look. And then the last way I'll say that you can look for um, connections or the last two ways is to look on like a database or not necessarily a database. You could look on LinkedIn. That's not really a database. You can look on LinkedIn. If you look up a firm that you're interested in, usually it'll show you what connection, what employees of the firm um, are alumni from your school it'll be like you both went to or they went to Cardozo whatever years or they went to University of San Diego um and a lot of times I believe you can yeah you can you can filter on um LinkedIn after looking up the firm you can filter by school so that's a thing you can do as well on LinkedIn if you just search the firm name not go to their page you might be able to 
filter on the page so I'm not sure but you can definitely filter if you look up like Margot Law Firm and then you can filter by the people that come up as the schools that they went to so that's a way to find connections if you don't have a personal connection there but you'd like to learn more about a specific firm or nonprofit. And the other way you can look is looking through like a database type thing, like on Lexis. Yes, Lexis, I've talked about before. We did an episode with it. It's great for prepping for class and doing legal research. Like I use Lexis to research for my note for um, my journal, for my for my law review. I mean, um, but you can look on there. There's a way to search people like there's an option for people search and you can search by a school and industry so if you want to do like a clerkship for like a judge and work in their chambers over the summer which those are generally unpaid which I'll talk about how you can get funding for unpaid internships in a bit but if you want to search for like a specific judge you want to work for a specific firm looking for connections again to cold email or cold call you can find those on Lexus as well. So you've got LinkedIn, Lexus, Career Services. You've got, um, oh, what was the other one? Oh, the firm's website. You can look through the people. So those are all options. And I have reached out to plenty of people before that are Cardozo alumni and like chatted with them. I think most of the ones I've talked to, if not all of them, they were people that I did meet at like open house, like virtual open house things. But you can definitely cold email people that you didn't even get to talk to at open house things. Um, You just get to skip like the initial introduction if you've already met them before. Be like, hi, it was so nice talking to you at this thing. So also if it's someone you met at like an open house or a... um, networking mixer or something you can just be like hi it was so I it was so nice meeting you at whatever the event was I'd love to talk to you more about your time at the firm or more about specific practice area they work in um would you have any time again you could say next week next couple weeks whatever time frame you're going for I feel like next couple weeks always sounds good I or I say like the next few weeks next month and then if they're like yeah I'm, I'm busy next week but the week after try to accommodate what time works for them um just because more than likely they're a bit busier yes law students are busy but your schedule is a bit more flexible where you have class when you have class and when you don't you have like your free time you're not in class like nine to five so if they have like meetings nine to eleven and then again twelve to four and they have that break like eleven to twelve maybe you'd usually study then but if that's when they have time even if you plan to study then if it's not something you have to get done at that moment Try to accommodate their time because they're, they don't really have a benefit from doing this for you. They're doing this to be nice and to kind of like give back to students, like how students probably gave back to them or to how um, attorneys probably gave back to them when they were in school. So yeah, you can do cold reach outs, but you can also look on all those places I said to look for jobs and probably start on your job board site. The next thing I'm going to talk about is how to decide where to apply. So let's say you know all these places, you know where to look, but you're like, I'm not gonna apply to every single job on here. So if you're a 1L, I feel like you can be more open about where you're applying to and the types of practice areas because you, a lot of people come into law school have no idea what type of lawyer they wanna be. So whatever you do over your 1L summer will just be something you can be like, oh, I like this or something that you don't like. But if you know there's a practice area you absolutely do not want to practice in, maybe you had experience in it before law school or you just know you couldn't handle that. Like maybe, you know, you just couldn't handle any form of criminal law because you just 
um, maybe you just couldn't do it. You're like, I just on the prosecutor side, I know I used to think I wanted to be a prosecutor and I was like, no, because sometimes I'd feel bad if I was putting people away that shouldn't be put away. But also the criminal defense side, I'd be like, I feel bad defending people that actually did something really bad. So maybe, you know, something like that, like, you know, you're not emotionally built for that where, you know, you can handle it and you'd be miserable. So probably count those out. Don't waste time in an internship in one of in a place that you're like, I absolutely am not doing this. Or maybe you're like, I don't want to do a family law like divorce law because maybe you've had a bad experience with divorce. And so that's just not an area that you want to be surrounded with because it would just be like a bad reminder of that. So if there's an area you want nothing to do with, check that off the list. Don't apply to places to work in that practice area. But as a 1L, you can definitely be more open, though. If you if you have no idea what you want to do, apply to lots of different places. If nothing else, you could interview at these different places and get an idea of what they do from the interviews, which is something I was going to mention earlier, but I feel like is more so important now. When you're doing interviews or you're like chatting with somebody, like grabbing coffee or on the phone, yes, you are trying to impress them because you want to have a good impression on them. So they offer you a callback interview or they'll like, put a good word in for you if it's just a connection that you want to help like kind of boost you in your application process or you want them to hire you so you're trying to make good impression but at the same time you are trying to feel out the vibe from them of if this is a practice area that you want to do or if it's a firm that you want to work at like maybe you're getting the vibe that this is a really bad work culture and it's toxic and everybody's working 24 7 and bosses email them in the middle of the night and expect them to respond right right away So in your process of talking to people at firms and interviewing for jobs, you are just as much interviewing that firm, which is the one interview tip I will give today is that in an interview, make sure you have questions for them. They always ask at the end, do you have any questions? And like before law school, I didn't always have questions. I'd be like, no, I think I don't think so. I feel like you covered everything. And that was like fine. But at law school, when all of you were on like such equal playing field and you're competing against so many people, usually for a job, like you have to like kind of be that person that stands out with having like a good questions. And by good, I just mean like clearly like questions that like are actually you trying to like learn something about the firm or learn something about the practice or learn something about um, the attorney and what that attorney likes. So just make sure you're going in with questions when you do interviews that is like the biggest most important tip that I've gotten from people to like go in with questions make lists of questions like general questions that you want to know about firms and like go into the interview with some questions in your mind if it's a virtual interview have them written down next to you like if nobody is going to be able to see if you have it on your computer on a note or you have it like on your ipad or on a notebook whatever it is piece of paper have those questions there so then when it comes around to when they're like do you have any questions you'll have a list of questions um, that you can go off of off of things that you didn't get a chance to talk about so this could be you could use the question to kind of like maybe show off something about yourself that you kind of didn't get to show off in the rest of the questions and isn't seen on your um, resume and again I'll go more into interview tips we can do those soon um, because since we're doing jobs this week maybe I'll do interviews in a couple weeks I feel like that could be good um interview tips or beginning of February because that's when people really start doing interviews so um but yeah that's my interview tip for today but other than that the where to apply you want to apply either to a place that you're interested in the practice area you're interested in the firm and if you're interested in the firm hopefully you're interested in at least one of their practice areas otherwise you probably shouldn't be interested in the firm um 
like if they if it's a general practice firm where they have a lot of things you'd probably find something that you like there but um if it's like a boutique firm with only a couple things like I interviewed somewhere that was real estate and oh what was the other thing I don't know but it was two very niche things maybe it was real estate and family and I was interested in the real estate side but I had family law experience um maybe it wasn't family I don't know but there are some firms like that where they only do have two practice areas so even if you like the people if you know neither of the practice areas or something that you want to do or if they only have one thing because it's like a super boutique firm you really shouldn't bother with those places because that's a waste of your time and their time and it's taking away an opportunity from someone else that maybe really does want to work in that practice area um but even not thinking about someone else, like if you want to kind of be selfish, um, think about how you'd be wasting your time. Like, yeah, maybe it would be good interview practice, but you could have good interview practice at places that you're interested in and practice areas that you're interested in. So I would say like places to interview, places that either you're interested in the practice area and or the firm or places that you don't know anything about the practice area and you want to learn more about it so maybe it's like a kind of a niche area that you're like oh that's kind of interesting like maybe I'd like that but I don't know or if it's an area that you're like I just have no idea if I'd like it or not internships if for nothing else they're good for narrowing things down I have now narrowed down so much of like I don't want to do this I don't want to do that from internships and from my work before law school at the small firm I worked at So just don't waste your time on something that you absolutely don't want to do. But if you're open to it or if it's something you really think you're interested in, um, definitely apply to those jobs, especially something that you're like, oh, I really think I want to do that. Definitely try to get experience in that practice area before graduating so that you then don't try to go into that practice area after graduating, having one, no experience in it, which might be okay depending on what it is. If it's not super niche and like you can use your other experience to work there, um, But also because you don't want to be like thinking you're going to love this area and then going in somewhere and like assigning a contract for a year or something or just starting your first job somewhere that you end up hating the practice area that you're in because you actually don't like that area of law practice. So definitely if it's something you're like, I really want to do this, I've always wanted to get experience in it. I thought I wanted to do family law. Then I worked in a firm with family law and I was like, I could do this, but it's like kind of depressing and dramatic and I just don't think it's for me. I was like, I would love to do adoptions. I think that's so sweet working on those things. But um, the divorces and like parenting plans, they're so sad and a mess. You just feel bad for the kids. Like I learned that I don't think that's what I want to do because it wouldn't be sustainable for me because I'm not great at compartmentalizing in that way. Whereas some people really are good at compartmentalizing. And when they go home, they like, they're not going to think about it. And like that was at work. So, um, and because I know I'm a very empathetic person and I take on the emotions of other people. So like doing some of the intake calls I would do at the firm I was at were like draining because I'd be like, this is such a sad story and there's nothing I can do for them. So know yourself and get to know yourself through the different internships that you do. So those are my tips about where to apply. Also, if you've heard about a good experience that a friend or like um, a teacher's assistant or something that you have had at a firm and you're kind of interested in the practice area maybe go there like if you know someone had a good experience you can look at reviews about firms online but you'll more so find those about the big firms because then you'll have like a lot a bigger you know a bigger um what's the word I'm looking for a bigger pool of 
not candidates, a bigger pool of data, a bigger data set um, coming from different people. So it's more likely to be realistic because you'll have lots of different reviews or if it's a small one, it might just be like one angry person that got fired for something um, or just like a one-off experience. So it's good to hear from other people. So that's why it can be good to talk to people that work at the firm if you don't know anyone. Um, And that's why it's good to get to know the firm through the interview itself as well. You can definitely read about stuff online, though. Just take it all with a grain of salt because you don't know who posted it. Most likely you might know sometimes um, and you might not like you don't know their motive behind posting it. Like maybe they're mad. Maybe they're trying to get back at their ex-boss or something. You just never know. Um, So just like take everything you find online with a grain of salt. But, you know, read it. I've read all the stuff. I've looked through all the Reddit threads threads for like lots of firms Um, and talk to more than one person at a firm if you can. Um, if not before the interview, if you can talk to one person before the interview and then you talk to a different person in the interview, that can be really helpful. You could talk to people that used to work there too, because I feel like then what they say will be super real because why are they going to lie to you? They don't work there anymore. So, um, that can be useful too. So if you know someone that's done an internship there before that worked at the firm before, that can be really useful. So those are my tips about when to apply where to look for places, where to look for jobs to apply to, and how to decide where to apply and what firms to apply to. The last thing I'm just going to briefly talk about before we wrap up, because this is already a little longer than I planned. I was like, 30-minute episode. It's been 45 minutes. The last thing I'm going to mention is, especially as 1Ls, not that there are no paid opportunities. I ended up finding a paid opportunity for over the summer. Like I said, I ended up pushing my summer thing to the fall so I could get credit for it because I wasn't getting paid for it and I couldn't get credit for it in the summer because at my firm, you can't, at my firm, at my law school, you can't get credit for private um, firm work over the summer only during the school year. And there's a lot of reasoning behind that that I don't totally agree with, but is what it is. Um... I, I like understand it to an extent but at the same time it's like hurting people in other ways so it's a bit messy but I understand the thought process behind it because it's been explained to me but um you absolutely can get paid positions though is what I'm saying but if you end up in a position that isn't paid or if you're pl- or if you want to work somewhere that isn't paid like you want to work in a nonprofit because that's the work you want to do after graduating most often a government work and nonprofit work is our unpaid positions for um, legal interns, especially as a 1L. Um, so sometimes you can do those for credit. So again, this depends on your school. So this is something that you do want to talk to career services about if they don't do a presentation on it or send you info about it or you can't find it online. Talk to your career service counselor, make an appointment, go to walk-in hours. Um, ask an upperclassman but you're going to want to find out if there's an opportunity for you to get credit for it and that of course is only if you have the luxury and privilege of not needing to make money over the summer like working enough to make rent because if you're working full-time or enough hours to get credit which I know at my school to get credit over the summer you have to do 30 out 15 hours a week I think um then you might not have enough time to make enough money for rent or any any bills that you have to pay. So um, if you don't, if the money is not like important to you because you have other means to pay for what you need, 
and your bills, um, you can look to see if you can get credit for it if you just want to get something out of it. And then that'll like relieve you of like three credits or so that you'd have to take during a semester. So you could take a lighter semester then. Or if your law school lets you, maybe you can graduate a semester early. I don't think my law school lets us graduate early. We can just take less credits our last semester. We usually have to take 12 to 16. Um, and we can take more if we get approval, but I believe last semester you can take like nine or 10 if that's all you have left. So you can look into that. Um, but if you do need at least enough money to pay your bills or like most of it and then work another like side job to pay the rest, you can look into stipends, funding opportunities for unpaid internships. So it depends on the school and my school has a very big program for this. Basically, everybody that applies for funding for the summer internships that are applicable get funding for their summer internship. And this is not the same as getting like paid like 20 plus dollars an hour working at a private firm or something. Um, I think it comes out to because you have to work 35 hours a week, which is like eight hours, but an hour lunch um, to be considered or maybe it's 37 hours a week. No, I feel like it's. 35 an hour lunch break um so you basically you have to work full-time to get the funding at my school and it has to be at a nonprofit, a government program or like something of that like like there's more specifics and like what qualifies and you have to be doing substantive work towards like learning how to be an attorney and this and that there's lots of requirements but my school does give funding I believe last year the funding ended up being 4,200 so 4,200 or something um but there are other ways if your school doesn't give funding so I know my school also has other specific funding opportunities you can apply to if there's a specific area you want to work in so like there's like a women's bar one so if you work in some form of women's law thing you can get I think it's 5,000 so it's a little bit more and I know that wouldn't have even been enough to pay my rent last summer <laughs> But it would have been some money rather than none. I ended up doing two different things last summer. So like I did the clinic that I got paid. It was just minimum wage though, which in New York City at least is 15 an hour. But it's also expensive to live in New York City, which is why minimum wage is so high. Um, and then I also was a research assistant for my professor and did some research for him and that paid a bit more. Um, but so I did get a paid position, but it wasn't much. So there are opportunities. See if your school's clinics run over the summer and if they take um, interns as another option. I didn't mention that before, but that's another thing that you look can look into for summer internships, especially if you're working in your school's clinic now or you get a position in the clinic for next year. They might take some of those students um, over the summer. I know those students got priority in the clinics at my school that work over the summer. If you were going to be in the clinic the following year, year you would get priority to work in it over the summer. Um, that wasn't the case for me. I just, my, um, the, my career counselor, like the dean of student, not student services, the dean of like career services connected me to the professor and she was wonderful. It was a great experience, but, um, back to funding. So a lot of schools give funding like that, where they have a program for, um, like nonprofit, like public work kind of, I guess is what you'd call it. What's the word I'm looking for? Like public sector type thing um where they'll give a stipend that should be enough to at least help cover your bills if not completely cover them and then alternatively you can look to other funding programs so there's like I know on our job search 
our job, our my school's job board site, there are just funding opportunities you can apply to, included in the postings amongst the other jobs. So it might be like a something like a fellowship. You can apply to fellowships that are funding, but then you, some of them they will set you up with a site to work at but some of them you have to find your own site to work at but they provide the funding so then you're not as limited and being like oh well I have to find somewhere that will pay me because you can look at all those nonprofits and stuff that do really cool work that you'd like to take part in and not have to worry about looking for the funding because you have the funding some of those you do have to find somewhere you want to work before you can apply to it so if you're interested in nonprofits maybe look into those now Again, you can look at your school site. If your school job board doesn't post those things, you can talk to your career counselor. And the other thing you can do is look at um, your state's bar association because a lot of those give have fellowships and funding opportunities for working in um, private sectors. And some of the nonprofit places also have a thing where like if your school doesn't provide you funding they'll provide you with a stipend of this much so um there is the opportunity that some of the ones that aren't paid do offer a stipend if you cannot get the money from your school for a stipend because they know like we need to be able to pay our bills um and there are some other places that you could find stipe summer stipends too like to fund your work um so Definitely just look into that stuff. Start for those I would again look on the job search site, job board site that your school uses. Then look at the bar association of your state. And then you can ask upperclassmen and talk to career, um, the career center, and they should be able to help you with that stuff. And you can look on um also on I think the New York State Bar lists other fellowships you can apply to that aren't like funding that they give but ones that they just have listed online of how you can get funding from different places so definitely you can find those online as well um so I think those are all my tips for you today if you guys have any more specific questions about the internship search or about a specific area of law um that I worked in if you're interested I've so internship wise while in law school I worked in the securities arbitration clinic at my school um I'm about to work in the civil litigation clinic and I um this past semester I worked in um I worked remotely for a firm that did a variety of practice areas mostly litigation um, like civil litigation, but they also did a bit of transactional work in terms of contracts, setting up like businesses, business formation. So if you guys have any questions about my experience in specific areas of life worked in, let me know. Before I started school, when I was an undergrad, I worked at the San Diego district attorney's office. I didn't get to do like a lot of work work there, but I, I was around it. I got to like experience it and be around all of it happening. And I worked at a small firm before starting law school, as I mentioned, that firm was split half of it was the real estate practice and half of it was the general practice and in the general practice each attorney did their own things so we had two attorneys that did immigration law which is what i'm interested in um all three attorneys did family law they and that's divorces um adoptions parenting plans they did like the whole spiel basically of family law we did trust and estates there i got to be the witness to some of those that was cool i got to sign off on the estate the wills that people wrote and um we did a bit of business law as well and criminal defense from the attorney that joined while i was there so we did a bit of every not of everything but of a lot of things so if you guys have any specific questions about my experiences with any of those you can dm me you can send me an email at legally it's 
the Instagram is at Legally NYC Podcast. And also the TikTok is at Legally NYC Podcast if you want to follow on there. I don't post on the podcast TikTok as much. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I post more on my personal TikTok and I'll post about the podcast on there as well. Um, my personal TikTok and Instagram are Aaron.Lindsay13. So feel free to comment, DM me, drop a question. I think you can put questions on TikTok. I think I have that set up. Um, or you can email the podcast legallynycpodcast at gmail.com with any questions you have or things you want me to talk about in the future in regards to this. But yeah, that's going to be the episode for today. So um, yeah, I hope this helped out some of you at least in terms of your internship search and being like figuring out where to start. Last thing I'll leave you with is like, don't stress about it you like if you have nothing right now like don't stress about it it's January especially if you're a 1L like you couldn't apply to most of the jobs that already came out it's like really no big deal and even as a 2L I'm like weirdly not super stressed about it which like maybe it's just because I'm thinking about other things right now I'm sure it'll get more stressful when it gets closer but like like if I don't find something but like right now is not the time to stress between now and March is when you want to start applying to places and places that you actually want to work at or you're interested in the practice area or you're interested in being like hmm, I've never heard of that practice area I have no experience with it I have nothing I know nothing about it let's see what it is let's see if I like it but don't apply to the places that you know you don't want to work or the practice areas that you want nothing to do with don't do that don't waste your time don't waste their time save your time cherish it you know time is important time is money Okay, leave you with that. As always, you can follow us, like I said, TikTok, Instagram, la di da da Like, subscribe, what's it called? Rate us. I think you can leave reviews if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or if you just have Apple Podcasts download. If you leave a review, that would be super helpful to me. That'll help me um, continue to get sponsorships and stuff for this podcast, which will help you guys out because if I get good sponsorships, you guys can get little goodies and deals. Um, as always though, have a great week and I will talk to you next week. Okay. Love you. Bye. Best.